The deep, dark cities lie far beneath the surface of the overworld, just above bedrock. They rest underground, protecting their secrets from the rest of the world. Why do they lie abandoned? What happened to the occupants? What led to the skulk infestation? And of course, what is the warden doing there? Let us try and find out in this episode of the Ender Library Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ender Library Podcast. I'm your host, Shadow, and I hope that everyone listening is having a wonderful day. Today's episode will be slightly on the longer side, but we'll also have some interesting topics. So go ahead, grab a snack, relax, and enjoy the show. As always, if you have any theories that you want me to discuss, any contradictions to my own theories, your own theories, or simply questions for me, just send them in an email to enderlibraryhost at gmail.com, and I'll read them out here on this podcast. If you have any friends that enjoy what my podcast offers, send them this way. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, take a little bit of time and leave a review down below. And now, without further ado, let us find out what will Kirithil encounter next on the shelves of the Ender Library. Kirithil shut the book, stood up from the stool, and shook his legs out in order to get the feeling back in them. He couldn't wait to come back to the overworld and try to find this Alay thing, though he was a little bit sad that the chances of finding a glare somewhere out there in the caves or even a copper golem were practically non-existent. He placed the book back on the shelf and continued walking down the hallway, peeking at book titles every now and then. As he walked further and further in, the space around him started to feel heavy. There was less light, the air was thick, cobwebs hung from the high ceiling, and the floor and shelves around him were no longer made of wood and carpet, but of dark stone. Even the books themselves sounded more grim. The dark rituals of the evoker, potions and black magic, and death, a guide to life's finish. Suddenly, Kirthel saw a small passage in between two shelves. He had seen some of these before, little hallways in between bookshelves, or between a couple books, or something like that, and they always led to another section of the library, another hallway, or a hidden room in between said hallways. So, he decided to enter this passageway. After walking down the stone passageway for about 30 seconds, Girthel entered a wide chamber with another passageway on the other side, which he assumed led to another section of the library. The chamber itself had a low ceiling, and it had a strange green growth scattered on the floors and walls. In the center of the room was a large table, with what seemed to be a miniature ruined city sitting atop it. Around this table stood eight lecterns, each with an open book on top of them. White candles littered the area, giving the room a sinister vibe. Finally. A sign stood at the entrance of the room, bearing a hastily scrawled inscription. Be silent in the dark, for the warden always listens. A chill crept down Kirithel's spine as he read the frantic writing. He turned around and was about to leave, 
when the pages on the book on the lectern behind him started to flip on their own, fluttering as in, in some invisible wind. Petrified, Kirithal listened in terror as the pages fluttered, slowed down, and stopped. Gathering up whatever courage he had left, Kirithal turned around and approached the lectern with caution. The font cover read, Adventures in the Lost Underground City. Intrigued, Kirithal carefully touched the book. No reaction. So, he swallowed and turned the page. If it wasn't obvious from the story section, or if you didn't read the title, today I'm going to be talking about the Deep Dark Cities that were introduced in the Minecraft Live last month. And it'll they will be released in the Wild Update on Minecraft 1.19 next year in 2022. Now, to talk about the Deep Dark Cities, I'll have to cover a couple sections, which will be the Deep Dark Cities themselves, the Skulk, and of course, everybody's favorite, the Warden. And I can't, I don't think I can talk about all three of these in three different episodes, because I just don't think you guys will enjoy like a 10 minute episode on each and every one of those things. So I decided to, why not, just, I'm just going to mash all three of those things together and talk about them all in one episode, which will be this one. And sure, it might be a little bit lengthy, but don't worry about that. Anyways. Let's get on to discussing some theories that I have. First, let's talk about the deep, dark city itself. Now, I'm going to be reading some of the stuff. All the information that I'm reading here will be coming from the Minecraft wiki about these elements, and I'm going to have the links to those articles in the show notes below. Now, first thing that I would like to address here is that the deep, dark cities will have no mobs spawning in it besides the warden and with the exception of spawners which is very similar to the mushroom fields now what do i think why do i think this happens i think this is most likely could be something that is happening inside the cities like maybe a certain virus like the theory about the zombie virus in the overworld which, which i will discuss in another episode but i think there's something that either repels mobs from the city or something that kills mobs before they can enter the city but something like that next though big important thing here where or to be more exact how did these deep dark cities come to be we all know that or at least it's the most common theory out there the biggest theory out there is that there was an ancient race of builders, and I've talked about them in previous episodes. And they're the ones that built the temples out there. They're the ones that possibly made the spawners, the people who created the end cities, the one who created the ocean monuments, the strongholds. Those are the ancient builders. Now, the question I want to address here is that we don't know, though, if they created these deep, dark cities. If we are to assume the ancient builders lived and lived above ground, and the strongholds were might have been a bunker or a way for them to escape into the end from the overworld for some unknown reason. But the deep dark cities are going to be even below that. It says here, according to Minecraft Wiki, 
they are going to generate about between y negative 1 and y negative 64. So I'm assuming going to be even deeper than the strongholds. So why would they go there? There can be, I suppose, only a couple explanations. The first one could be that they try setting up a new attempt at life in the deep dark cities. And that's when some strange event happened, like maybe a skull confestation or infection, and they had to escape to the strongholds higher, or that there was a second civilization. There was not one ancient race of builders, but two. There were two ancient races of builders. And I think, and here are a couple of reasons why this can make sense. First of all, since, of course, 1.19 isn't out yet, and nor are any of the new, I guess, I don't know the words for, but since we don't have anything on 1.19 out yet, we can't be fully sure of how you're going to get to the deep dark cities. Most likely you'll have to mine down in order to get to them, but maybe there'll be a couple caves that just lead straight down to them. We don't know yet. But here are a couple things on the wild updated Minecraft Wiki article that stood out to me. First of all, it contains candles and skeleton skulls. Skeleton skulls we don't really care about here. I'm more interested in, in candles, because if I'm correct, I may be wrong in this, candles can be crafted from wax and strings, or as, or I think it's wax, and the, you can get, the only place you can get wax is from the overworld from bees, or I think it's the hives, I don't know, but you can get them from there, and if we, now and we know the deep dark cities are so far underground that no bees are going to come even close to it. That's the first part, which means there has to be some way for wax to come down from the overworld to this deep dark layer. Second, and here I'm reading two bullet points here. The deep dark city is a made of deep slate and its variants, basalt blocks and its variants, planks and wool, and also contains soul sand soul fire, and soul lanterns. This is extremely important for us to know because planks and wool can be obtained. Wool can only be obtained. Well, actually, no. Wool can easily be explained because you, I believe you can combine four strings together in the crafting table to create a wool block. And planks you can probably gather from mine shafts. But basalt blocks do not exist anywhere in the overworld. The only place that you can get Basalt blocks from some of the basalt delta, I believe, is the name of the biome, in the nether. Same thing with soul sand, soul fire, and soul lanterns. All of that, for all of that to work, you need to get to the nether. And sure, there is a way to create basalt farms in the overworld. However, you need soul sand to do so, which means you'll have to go to the nether. All existing, all existing nether portals that we know of, all the broken and other portals are in the overworld on the surface. So this ancient civilization somehow was able to get to the nether, grab all of these blocks and materials and bring them back and use them to create a city. And if that what I'm saying might work, then whatever civilization was there first, access the nether first before making the cities. So, I don't know, maybe they were, maybe it's just the ancient builders that came down and built something, 
it down there and they had access to the nether from the overworld, from the surface, or it was a second ancient civilization that set up a trade system with the um with the overworld ancient build with the surface ancient builders. That I think is another thing that's interesting. But before that, let's also talk about I believe there is yeah, there is one more thing about the deep dark cities themselves that's extremely interesting here. And from the Minecraft Wiki article, it says frame block. And here are the three points. Composes a large open frame at the center of every deep dark city generated structure. It appears to be composed of deep slate and it has some unknown interesting purpose. That is extremely interesting to me because Mojang must be planning something that we have no clue what's going to happen. It was mentioned as well in the Minecraft Live, but even then it was mentioned as something for the players to discover on their own. So all we can do now is just make a couple assumptions. Let's take a look at the name first, frame block. When I think of the word frame block, I think about the end portal frames. And from the sense there as well, composes a large open frame at the center of every deep dark cities. My best assumption is that this could be another portal, a portal or a gateway to some place. I mentioned I had another episode a little while back that talked about other possible worlds in the world in the Minecraft universe. So it might be something like that, but it could be something completely different. We already have two portals, which is the Nether portal and the End portal. It could be a, another third portal, but it could be something completely different. The thing that's scary is that we have no clue what it is. We know it's a frame. It could be a portal. But that's all that it is. We have no clue what it is, and we just wait until 1.19 comes out. But anyways, that is all that I will talk about the Deep Dark Cities, and I guess that wasn't too much. But then again, we have no idea what's going to happen. Mojang might completely change Deep Dark Cities over the next couple months, and before we know it, instead of having Deep Dark Cities made out of Deep Slate and Basalt and Soul Sand, they'll be made out of Pink Wool, Birch Logs, and Endstone. I'm just saying. Next, let's talk about the skulk. What I think the skulk is, I think the skulk is a type of virus infestation. Actually, let's think about the stereotypical zombie apocalypse. There's zombies crawling out of, let's say, holes in the ground, in the road, in the highways. There's some strange zombie-like growth crawling over. There are zombie vines covering the trees, something like that. That's what I think the skulk is. All of the elements of the skulk are its own type of like organism or a colony of organisms. They all work in such a certain way that they have taken over the deep dark cities. And that's how the deep dark cities have went from sprawling cities and they have transformed into ruins. That's the first thing. Now, let's take a look here. First important thing from the skulk section of the Minecraft wiki. Skulk blocks grow underneath a mob course around a skulk catalyst. So, whenever a mob dies, a skulk appears. Which means that whatever this full skulk organism is, it thrives off of death. And that's what I think the most scary part about this is. This skulk thing survives off of death. As soon as a mob dies, 
it just pops up next to a skull catalyst. And then when we look at the skull catalyst itself, it says this, made of skulk and a bone-like material, as well as spread skulk blocks to wherever a nearby mob dies. The amount it spreads depends on the amount of experience that mob is meant to drop. And then there, of course, there are other couple things there as well. It does also emit light and also soul particles after mob dies and grows skulk. This, I think, is proof that there is some type of soul system in the Minecraft world. There is a soul system in Minecraft Dungeons, but I'm not here to talk about that. As I just read from the Minecraft wiki, this means that every single mob out there has some type of soul or has like a life essence. And so, whenever that mob dies, its life essence just bursts out of the, sh the mob's shell and just bursts out. And whatever this skulk thing is, it absorbs this life essence, destroys it, crumples it up, and creates more of itself. That's, I think, what happens. And it's strange. And also it says here that only it, can, it cannot be broken unless you, use a hole, unless you use a hole with a silk touch enchantment on it. Which I think mean, which if I look at it from the same perspective that I've been talking about already, it, this organism depends on death and sucks the life essence out of everything, but also it destroys itself so that it can't be stopped, really. Unless you use a silk touch on it, you can't really pick it up and study it or try and get rid of it easily. It always fights one way or another. Finally, we have the Skulk Shrieker. And this was talked about in the Minecraft Live, and I guess, I, and I'll also leave a link to the full Minecraft Live in the show notes below. And this one is also extremely scary because this is the cause of the warden spawning. First, it is also made of skulk and a bone-like material. And I should probably address that somehow. Yeah, and also going on the topic of skulk uh, being related to the theme of death and, and sucking off and feeding off of life essence. That's what I think what is happening here. This bone is gathered from fossils that maybe the skulk organism encountered, or maybe the skeletons and mobs that has killed. And it creates itself a sort of base or foundation for it to stick together, a structure that makes it just hold together in one block and stay together instead of spread out like a virus. That's the first part. Second, has two soul-shaped patterns in the center. Again, we have a mention to souls. So there is souls in Minecraft, and I already talked about it before, so we're going to skip that. Next off, gives the players the darkness effect when activated. And now, when going down just a little bit lower in the article, in effects, it says this. Darkness. A status effect triggered by the Skulk Shrieker block, causing the player's camera to dim in brightness, thus limiting vision. Now, I don't... I can't think right away of any possible real-life explanation for why this could happen. Maybe the player's eyes are being dimmed, but I think this Skulk Shrieker, this darkness effect, is a means of attacking us. It's trying to reduce our vision, or it's trying to make our, I guess, have our senses be clouded and fall into its trap. 
which also, of course, brings uh, brings up another short little question about experience. If we die in the Skulk, does our experience contribute to the spread of Skulk? Because if it does, I think that that would solidify the theory that the Skulk feeds off of life essence and, and is, in a way, the full embodiment of of death. But that there is what I have on the Skulk. And now, let's talk about everybody's favorite, the Warden. And there are a whole bunch of interesting things here to talk about the Warden, also from the Minecraft Wiki. I'll leave a link in, this, in the show notes. And there's so many strange things about it that it doesn't fit anywhere in this Minecraft universe except with the Skulk. Now, it doesn't say where the Warden comes from or what its origin is. All we know is that if too many Skulk Shriekers come at, are activated, it spawns. And in the Minecraft Live, it shows itself just burning up from the ground. So what I think is happening is that the Skulk took over a couple of those old ancient builders who look exactly like us or look similar to us, is what I would think. They took them over, corrupted them like a stereotypical zombie virus, and they fell into a deep slumber deep beneath the ground. And they just sleep there, surrounded by a tomb of Skulk, a Skulk coffin. And then a Skulk Shrieker is this organism's alarm system. Once the main Skulk Shriekers go off, the Warden is awoken by the surrounding Skulk and it burrs out to do whatever it needs to do. Now, of course, the Warden is also the strongest, is, is believed to be the strongest mob in Minecraft, and Mojang, I believe, also created it so, excuse me, so that people, so that players would rather avoid it instead of trying to fight it, because going to the Minecraft wiki, I believe, it can two-shot any player wearing full netherite armor and one-shot any other armor-wearing player. And that's what's strange. But then, interestingly enough, it will be the first blind mob to be added to Minecraft. Bats are not counted for this. Now, it makes sense, because plenty of organisms in real life have adapted and have become blind in caves and deep in the deepest depths of the ocean in order to adapt, because there's just not enough light for them to adapt to it. So I think that would just come along with the deep dark cities. However, another thing that is a bit scary about the Warden is that it won't hear the player that sneak past it. And of course, if the player attacks it enough, it'll walk onto them and won't get distracted by other noises, such as a snowball or an arrow. However, there is a chance though. Well, actually, no, not really a chance, but the uh gosh. Let's see. I'm trying to figure I'm trying to find this in the Minecraft wiki. I can't find it at the moment. But however, I do remember seeing a notice that said that the warden can smell you out. And that I think is probably another scary thing. With a blind mob, it would mostly rely on hearing. And with snowballs and arrows, you'll probably distract it. But if the warden can smell you, that's another thing. Which means there's some other way for the warden to sense you. It's a strange thing. 
And that's something that was pointed out by the Minecraft community ever since it, the Warden was first announced in the 1.17 uh, Minecraft update. It's coming on 1.19 with the Deep Dark. But everybody noticed that it had souls in it. And I think this also confirms the theory that Skulk are somehow connected to life, essence, and death. And so I think that's probably the best that I can do there. Hmm. Yeah. Another thing that it says here is that its heartbeat is audible as well as visible. Which I think further, and when looking at the Minecraft Warden, you see that its ribs are open to reveal three soul-like faces. And so I think that it is some type of corrupted character, of some corrupted mob, and its heartbeat is externalized due to is I guess just simple corrupted form and everything that, that is as such. But yeah, I think that is about it that I can talk about the what about the deep dark city, Skulk, and Warden in one episode. I, w I might be talking more into detail about the Skulk in a later episode, and then the Warden possibly in another. But for now, that is all that I have for this one. Sorry if this episode was a bit iffy and jumbled and everything. But then again, I didn't really have a full list of research done on this episode. And I more went off at the top of my head and what my first impression and everything was. So that's it for the theory discussion. Anyways, that brings us to the end of this of this episode on the Ender Library Podcast. Of course, if you have any theories of your own that you want me to read out and discuss, any contradictions to my theories, any general theories, simply send them in an email to enderlibraryhost at gmail.com and I'll read them out on this podcast. And in the near future, I may be talking about possibly the soul sand valleys and the soul soil and soul sand, as well as the soul system. And maybe I might be talking about another infection. But I'll be talking about that in the next episode, of course. So, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Keep your eyes peeled on the shelves. Keep looking for the books. Keep an eye out for the episodes. And I will see you then.